Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. 888-900-3393. Pat Unleashed on Twitter. World continues to spin out of control, but you knew that. So we'll just share the uh, the details. The highlights. This morning. The highlights, <laughs> yeah. Or are they low lights? Yes. Uh, we'll share all the lights with you and uh, see if we can get through it together and just make the apocalypse fun. Because if you're going to go down, you might as well go down having a good time. Right? I think, <laughs> I think that's very well said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, uh, great to have you with us. Looks like um, uh, St. Fauci of Decisi mm. is uh, fine now with uh, just pretty much blaming Trump for everything. Uh, people have been trying to get him to do that for a long time. And when he was part of the Trump administration, he was a little hesitant. I mean, he, <clears throat> he did it anyway, mm. but he did it in a, a little bit more subtle way now he's just flat out yeah you're right i mean five hundred thousand deaths that's uh that's on trump in part here's here's what he uh just said as he's you know they're just they're pushing and prodding and and to be fair they they're trying to drag this out of him but he's accommodating now you've got to do it together in 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 a unifying way and not have any kind of political ideology divisiveness getting in the way of what we're right, trying to do right now that's, that's not the only thing that really mm, was a problem but that's certainly in my mind having lived through it in my was mind. something that i found really <laughs> to be unfortunately damaging right when you go back when we when we replay now exactly a year ago president trump saying we have it very much under control we've had no deaths mm-hmm. the next day he said it's very well under control in our country a few days later, he said, everything's under control. I mean, we're, we're very, very cool. We've done it very well. Everything's really under control. Um, do you think that his denial and lack of facts um, contributed to this level of loss? Well, I think, the, I mean, I, 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 I'm uncomfortable going back and directly criticizing, but it's really but I'm gonna do it anyway. evident, mm-hmm. Allison, that when you're trying to signal the country mm-hmm. to really buckle down and address the kinds of mitigation strategies that we put forth, the wearing what? of masks, the physical distancing, the avoiding congregate settings, the kinds of things that I and many of the other public health people um, who were there trying to get the country to appreciate mm-hmm. the things that we were trying to do all throughout the entire outbreak. I mean, the thing that I remember very clearly is when we were trying to open up the country, open up the economy, and to do it carefully mm-hmm. with the gateway, the phase one, the phase two, the phase three. I was hoping that we would see a uniform, uh, unified approach towards all doing that together. Mm-hmm. And when signals come saying, this isn't so bad, we're in pretty good shape, when we're saying we're not, we being the health people, that was not helpful because the people who wanted to deny that this is something that was serious, when you get a signal from above that it might not be, then you don't do the kinds of things you need to do. I mean, I still have flashing in my mind those scenes of when we were trying to tell people to really be careful and avoid congregate 
that England used to see on television at night. Mm. People crowded at bars, mm-hmm. inside, no masks. I mean, that was just asking for trouble. Yeah, doing big uh, protests in the streets mm. together. Thousands and That's thousands he was of people jammed sure. in together. Remember those? Yeah, he didn't mention that part. Mm. Uh, I love it. So it's, it, yeah, it's uh, in large part, it, it is Trump's fault. We were trying our best to tell people just how critical this situation was when we said we don't have to worry um, about this one right well i you know obviously uh-huh. you need to take it seriously okay and do the kinds of things that, that the cdc mm-hmm. and the department of homeland security are doing mm-hmm. but this is not a major threat for not the people a, in the united states and right. this is not something ah. that the citizens of the united states right now should be worried about ha huh. that's interesting and, no, uh, right now, at this moment, there is no need to change anything that you're doing on a day-by-day basis. I see. And, <laughs> okay, so he had no part in it. He was always, you know, where he is now. Yeah. Always. And, and when he went out in public, we know he was very stringent mm-hmm. in following the guidelines and wearing the mask and everything. Like, mm-hmm. for example, let's just say maybe he goes to a Washington Nationals game. He wants everybody to know he's a big Washington Nationals fan, right? Mm-hmm. And then he shows up there, and he's going he's gonna to make an example. Look, everybody, this is how you are to be in public. And he's sitting there next to his friend and his wife, and he's got the full mask on, right? Just completely covered up his face. No, absolutely not. He's sitting there laughing and joking. He's got his phone up. His mm-hmm. mask is completely off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yet, 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 he's the guy we need to look to for the example, look at him there. Look at him. Well, it's when I was eating and drinking. Shut up. Your hands are literally folded. And then the other shot, you're holding your phone. You're laughing. You're exhaling. And his wife doesn't have hers on either. Yeah, and that one I see. So, nah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. But you should take these guidelines seriously. Right, and he always did. Oh. I mean, he always, always did, as we see there. And so this is all Trump's fault. The blaming of Trump... Uh, I mean, this is just the beginning. They're going to continue to do this with everything, but especially COVID, mm-hmm. especially with COVID, and it just won't. It won't stop. <laughs> it it will not stop. There's a, a USA Today article suggesting from one of their col- columnists that we bury the 500,000 dead people from uh, COVID nineteen at Mar Lago. Okay, all right, that's. <laughs> That's just genius, yeah. Because so we're gonna dig them all up, yeah, and transport them to Mar-a-Lago, and then bury them there in Donald Trump's yard. Okay. Well, you probably find a par five, right? I mean, there's a lot of space between the tee box and the green, right? Yeah, that's probably where you're gonna get most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that's how we can honor more than the half million Americans who lost their lives while marking President Trump's shameless failure to preserve, protect, and defend. Okay. Uh, This small measure of justice, he writes, would have an obvious historical precedent. Arlington, the former home of Robert E. Lee, that is now Arlington National Cemetery, became a final resting place for Union soldiers in spring 1864 after 82,000 soldiers died in one month of fighting. Who could argue this wasn't just a punishment? Lee had abandoned his post in the U.S. Army to lead the army of what Frederick Douglass called the Slaveholders' Rebellion. Lee's treachery was obvious. Trump's crimes against his country, however, are far more devious and continue as he remains dedicated to undermining our democracy. 
yeah, you don't have to undermine something that isn't there. Uh, we're not a democracy, so he's not <laughs> undermining it. The ex-president tried to refuse to give up his power even after he was defeated in a fair election, and you cannot dissect the ex-president's incitement against Congress, his vice president, and our constitutional order from his monstrous approach to the pandemic. Man, do these people hate Trump. I, I don't even understand where that seething hatred comes from. Mm. They loved him before. <laughs> before his presidency, they loved him. They Every, are. Even uh, Scarborough, the, the morning cup of postum people, uh, were all over him. Remember how they fawned all over him they during to, the campaign? They were prepping him during commercial well, breaks. They loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, it's the magic R, man. The magic R after your name. Yeah, uh, it it uh, it it brings forth the hate from the left, but I think Democrats need and probably want a Republican president every now and then. At least they could have somebody to blame the last administration. Obama did it with Bush. Yep. And now they're doing it with Trump. Yep. So they need that because because they don't know how to govern. They know how to blame. And that's what they're doing. And then they've uh, you know they they've unveiled their almost two trillion dollar economic stimulus package with. With all the pork in it, um, we just heard from Kevin McCarthy. Here's what Kevin McCarthy says about this uh, new COVID bill. Listen to this. This bill is too expensive and too expansive. You've listed a lot of things in there. And think about this. This is supposed to be a COVID bill. Mm-hmm. Only 9% of it goes to COVID. What 9%. they are doing is telling you the Gosh. swamp is back. Everything you have warned your viewers about before the election is coming true in this bill. Hmm. Yeah, so the COVID relief, 9% of it goes to COVID relief. And a lot of that, I think two-thirds of it, doesn't even get deposited this year. It's in 2022 and 2023. My gosh. So we got 9% of the COVID bill goes to COVID-related. And, and this, they're, they're slipping in the $15 minimum wage, too. Yes. Yeah, the $15 minimum wage. <laughs> They've got animal studies. Uh, the bill advocate uh, allocates $300 million of taxpayer money for the Agricultural Department to conduct monitoring and surveillance of susceptible animals for incidents of SARS-CoV-2. Okay. As guided by the World Health Organization of for animal health. Okay, uh, that's important. $300 million for animals. Okay, you know they're animals right that's kind of contained in the whole animal thing (laughs) so why are we allocating 300 million dollars for animals if you remember one fact from this bill to discuss at the water cooler with your brain dead co-workers today Mm -hmm. just tell them why out of two trillion dollars is only nine percent going to fight covid if this is a covid bill yeah period the end and then you've got to extrapolate that out and say what else are they doing to us in this society that has nothing to do with COVID. It's mm-hmm. control. It's the mask. It's a lockdown. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. It's control. Oh, this this bill is a vessel for big government. Period. They're also addressing farm loans. Okay, good. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill states the Agriculture Department shall provide a payment in an amount equal to 120 percent of the outstanding indebtedness of each socially disadvantaged farmer or rancher Uh-oh. as of January 2021. Code. To pay off the loan directly or to the socially disadvantaged farmer or rancher. <laughs> hmm. 
Okay. What, what is the federal definition of interesting? Socially, socially disadvantaged. That's uh, an interesting uh, term. Uh-huh. Student outreach, student loan outreach. The bill allocates another $91 million for the Department of Education to prevent, prepare for, and respond to coronavirus domestically or internationally, including direct outreach to students and borrowers about financial aid, economic impact payments, means-tested benefits, and tax benefits for which they might be eligible. Uh, there's fine arts. You don't want to forget about fine arts and museums. Fine arts and museums has to be in every bill. doesn't matter what the bill is for. Uh, we have to include the fine arts in it. Mm-hmm. The bill allocates $135 million to the National Endowment for the Arts and another $135 million to the National Endowment of the Humanities. Okay. Is the Kennedy Center specifically listed? I'm sure You it can't is, have a federal spending bill without the Kennedy Center mentioned. Oh, uh, there's. They do mention uh, another allocation of two hundred million more to the Institute of Museum and Library Services. Uh-huh. I love them. Sure you do. How long have I advocated for the Institute of Library Museum and Library Services? <laughs> if you guys can hear him off the air, yeah, just, all the time. Oh my all gosh, I'm over here doing country I, twang, mm-hmm. and he's over there during the commercial breaks. Institute you know. of Museum and Library Services. Never talk. ends. Yeah. Native American languages, $10 million for the preservation and maintenance of Native American languages, which is important. Um, uh, By the way, Pat, mm-hmm. I, I did actually find... Socially disadvantaged? It, I'm surprised how easy this was to find on the Small Business Administration website. Uh, here we go. If, uh, if you are any of the following, you are deemed socially disadvantaged by your federal government. Mm. You are a black American, a Hispanic American a Native American, an Asian Pacific American, or a subcontinent Asian American. Then you're automatically disadvantaged? Then you are socially disadvantaged. That's the definition. Um, Okay. And then it goes on from there. Oh, my gosh. We've got definitions for economically disadvantaged. They'll find a way, in other words, to get the money into the hands of everyone but you. Mm -hmm. And they're doing that. (laughs) The bill provides a billion dollars to strengthen vaccine confidence. In the United States. Okay. So PSA campaign. That's great. Yeah. How much was that? A billion. One billion dollars. <laughs> Do you think the PSAs you hear on overnight AM radio are worth a billion dollars? No. Okay. Family planning, uh, which could include which could include abortion. Another fifty million for that. Then we're talking global health. The director of uh for you know the CDC to combat uh, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, and other emerging infectious diseases and threats globally, including efforts related to global health security, global disease detection and response, global health protection, global immunization, and global coordination on public health. (laughs) $750 million for the global (laughs) effort. I almost said, after I read Black Americans, Hispanic Americans, Native Americans, Asian Pacific Americans, Subcontinent Asian Americans... At least they're Americans that are getting the money. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I mean, some of them are, uh, yeah. but we also have a really serious focus on global uh, distribution of this wealth. Uh, health surveillance, another $500 million to support public health data surveillance and analytics infrastructure modernization initiatives at the Uh-oh. CDC. Uh-oh. Uh, the airline industry, which was... Bailed out in the first stimulus last spring. Gets another, just, I mean, a little 
taste is all they're getting this time. Mm-hmm. $15 billion in this bill. Okay, so the next time that a stewardess says, sir, you're only eating one peanut every 10 minutes, say, I just paid you $15 billion. Mm-hmm. Keep a, walking down the aisle. You have a job because of my taxpayer dollars. So, <sighs> Literally, you can get on board and say, I pay your salary. It's great. Because it's accurate. All right, let me tell you about uh, Texas Superfood. You know the top two things people say they notice when they start using Texas Superfood? They notice they have more energy and they get better sleep. And, of course, those things are are connected. Texas Superfood gives you the power of nutritionally dense fruits and vegetables. It's the power of enzymes and probiotics in action. You've heard about enzymes, probiotics, all of that. I don't know what they are either, but (laughs) I know they're important. Yeah. Texas Superfood is organic, vine-ripened, antioxidant-rich, raw natural fruits and vegetables that makes maintaining proper nutrition incredibly easy. Uh, They use only the finest quality ingredients, all-natural product. It's just, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff. And if you don't get a lot of vegetables, uh, like I don't, then this is definitely the way to go for you, to be healthier. All the fruits and vegetables used are grown organically from locally sourced farms, and it's the highest quality nutritional supplement available on the market. Just go to TexasSuperfood.com and check them out today. That's TexasSuperfood.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. But at least uh, since Democrats are in office, we know they care about the little guy, right? They care about small businesses. They care about uh, businesses being able to continue to uh, thrive. So they're going to be taking care of those. Uh, Ro Khanna was talking about some of those small businesses and just how important they are um, on, I believe this is MSNBC the other day. Well, of course, large businesses like Amazon uh, and McDonald's, for example, can can and perhaps should pay more. But I'm, I'm wondering, what is your plan for smaller businesses? How does this, mm. in your view, affect mm-hmm mom-and-pop businesses who are just struggling to keep their doors open, keep workers on the payroll right now. Yeah, the $15 minimum wage. Well, they shouldn't be doing it by paying people low wages. We don't want uh, low-wage businesses. I think most successful we small businesses can pay a fair wage. Low if you look at we don't the want low-wage wage, businesses. increased with worker productivity hmm. until 1968, and that relationship was severed. If workers were actually getting paid for the value they were creating, it would be up to $23. So I love small businesses. I'm all for it. But I don't want small businesses that huh. are underpaying employees. <laughs> it's fair for people to be making Doesn't what they're producing. Want and them. I think $15 is very reasonable in this country. Oh, well, if you think that, then okay. Then we'll, we'll definitely do it then. I mean, if you think it, it's, it's completely fair. <laughs> All right. If you think they can afford it, then, well, let's just get that done. That's unbelievable. I want, that is unbelievable. I want Congress, I want their salary to be 15 bucks an hour. Tops. Yeah. I wonder what they actually... Jeez. How do you break that down? I mean, it's tough. They have a weird schedule. Yeah. But $174,000... That's not $15 an hour. Yeah, if we're talking about what you're worth, Congressman, mm-hmm. you're quite overpaid, sir. <clears throat> They're, you know, the, the small businesses are not in business to keep adult uh, families operating. That's not, that's not what they do. The, the minimum wage is for people who are just entering the job market. 
This isn't for, you know, full-grown adults who have a family and they have this has to be their living wage for the rest of their lives. That's not what minimum wage is all about. It's a starting place for young people. That's what it is. That's really what it is. And $15 an hour is excessive when you're talking about a starting wage for young people. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I think we were talking about it in the context of student loans and how it just, mm. this instant gratification society, right. and I don't want responsibility. I don't want to have to work to succeed. It played out yesterday with the kid whining about the student loan. Here it is. It's reflected everywhere. Here it is with the minimum wage. I mean, a lot of these kids are lucky to have a job at all. Yeah. And they don't have any experience. That's where the minimum comes from. Because you don't have to have skills. You haven't had a lot of schooling. And you're just entering the workforce. Right. That's what it's all about. It's not meant to support a family of six in New York City. That's not what minimum wage is about. Well, that's easy for you to say. You and your white privilege. All ah, right. I know. <sighs> I know. Anyhow, for what it's worth, so frustrating. It is frustrating. Uh, I took the average. I took the salary of a congressman, divided it by fifty-two weeks, forty mm-hmm. hours a week. I know it's a rough thing. He's making eighty-three bucks an hour. for his job. Okay. Rokan. Tad over, no. overpaid. Rokana. What's his name? Rokana. Rokana. That's kind of a cool name. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I'll is. give him that. It is a cool yo, name. Yo, yo, I'm Rokana. He's a dumbass. He's totally a dumbass. But uh, it is a cool, cool name. name. Yeah. Ro. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't want businesses like that. So, oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. I know. Mr. Elitist. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it's just this whole minimum wage argument is so asinine. If $15 is good, why isn't $100 better? $100 an hour. Let's just pay them. They can afford it, and I don't want any of these businesses who can't afford it. They shouldn't be in business if they can't afford it. If they can't pay me $100 an hour, they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Plus tips, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course. Plus so 100 tips. bucks plus tips. Yeah, 100 bucks that's, is the basement. I was going to say, that's your starting line, yeah. uh, negotiating for the barista job. That's the foundational salary right there for, sure. say, a 7-Eleven uh, sh- uh, shelf right. stalker. Sure. Or or you're at the cash register, either one. And plus there's a lot of steps to making an espresso. Yeah, right, right. Like, right. You know, it's a, yeah. It's not a cold brew. Take some serious skill there. So, so, so baristas have to make 100 bucks an hour. Uh-huh. The 7-Eleven store Plus clerks, tips. 100 bucks an hour. Plus tips. Plus tips. I mean, let's make sure. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, bussing tables, that's $100 an hour. Thank you. Plus tips. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a job you should be able to retire in. <laughs> And, uh, you know what? That's what, that's what the argument should be. Mm-hmm. Why are you insulting Americans by saying they should only make 15 bucks an hour? Right. Why aren't you fighting for your salary for everyone? $174,000 a year. That's the bare so, minimum. So that we can be on the same level as you, Congressman. Yeah. They're supposedly our employees. <laughs> Man, they don't act like it, oh, do they? Oh, no. Jeez. Mm-mm. That went out the window a long time ago, which again leads us right back to term limits and making them do their job from their own district. Yeah. 
all those things. Why both is those. it that everybody is expected to work from home these days except for our representatives? Yeah, we Be- have to continue to pay them uh, to go to D.C. all the time. Right, they do Why? all their... Co- so many of them do their Why? committee meetings from home on yep. Zoom. Mm-hmm. I want you to stay there. <laughs> you are there now. Stay there. Unless it's Cancun. You can go to Cancun. You can work from Cancun or your district. We good with <laughs> We're good with that? And the thing about Cancun is, if we're going to go to Ted Cruz again, <laughs> the guy, that wasn't something he's doing on the taxpayer dime. Thank you! If he did that, then you'd be complaining about it. Yeah, what are you doing taking vacations on our dime? He didn't. No. That was his own dime, his own time. They were in recess, he's cold, and he picks up the family and goes to Cancun because there's not much he could do here with no power. I mean, it's just, Madness. that thing is so ludicrous. I'm but, telling you, it's the power of the R, man. Yeah. You got that R? Yeah. It's going to be used against you. If Ro Khanna had gone to Cancun, nobody would care. No. And they'd be perfectly fine. They'd be saying, well, what did you expect him to do? Why should he stay there and freeze like everybody else? Well, that's just it. Nobody knows who Ro Khanna is. <laughs> yes, it's true. And so if they maybe maybe if they heard his name uh, over the intercom in the airport terminal, they might somebody might go, oh, that's kind of a cool name. And then that's it, because mm-hmm. nobody would know who he was. Right. But beyond that, uh, that's the problem, man. It's like, if you're going to... Poor Ted Cruz. Seriously. The man can't even get on a freaking plane. No. And then he makes it worse. Just don't give them a quarter, man. Just keep moving. And everybody's saying the same thing. You should just not have apologized. Yep. Stop apologizing. Stop doesn't matter how many times you apologize. They're not interested. And I got news for you, Ted Cruz. The people on your side of the aisle, um, people like us, good for you. You can go to Cancun. Yeah. We're not We're not the ones ripping you, so just keep plowing ahead. Don't pull over to apologize. Yeah. Keep moving. Those people aren't going to vote for you anyway. Never. You don't have they to win them They don't care over. anything you say, nothing good that mm. you do. They will never care. So don't even pause to give them a moment's notice. Yesterday, uh, we played you the Merrick Garland. Uh, a couple days ago. A, yeah, yeah. It, was it a couple days yeah, ago? Yeah, so he's doing his confirmation hearing, and he's asked a lot of questions about immigration and stuff like that. Yeah, and he had a little bit uh, of a difficult time explaining <laughs> his position on whether or not illegal aliens <laughs> are actually breaking the law. <laughs> so uh, one of our patheads, Ryan, uh, sound guy Ryan, yeah, actually took away all of the BS yeah, that no he was fluff. stumbling around no and fluff. no fluff. And <laughs> here's what he here's what it really boiled down. Right. Judge Garland, I'd like to talk a little bit more about the law enforcement challenges at the border, which I know a number of other members have brought up with you. Just a, a fundamental question. Mm. Do you believe that illegal entry at America's border should remain a crime? Well, uh, 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 I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, uh, <laughs> of, uh, with the... Um, uh, um. It, will you continue mm. to <laughs> prosecute on unlawful border crossings? Oh, oh, here we go. Well, uh, this is again. Uh, um, um, we will. Uh, 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 will. Uh, um, uh, um, I, you know. Yeah. Okay. If there. So. 
Uh, let me ask you about uh, the guidelines on asylum eligibility. Will you continue to use, uh, keep in force, the current guidelines on asylum eligibility, uh-huh. or do you anticipate changing them? Uh, again, um, again, who has and and to all right. Thank you, thank you, Judge. Thank you, thank Mr. Chair. Cruz. Perfect. Look at that, huh? Got right to it. Yeah, you got right to got it. Right to it. Yeah. Uh, so, um, uh, mm, uh, um, mm. that's about what it was, anyway. I mean, you didn't have to take out too much to get to that. <laughs> uh, nicely done. Very good, so, Ryan. Ryan. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, the Biden administration reportedly planning to dismantle ICE immigration enforcement. So what are they going to do? Uh, well, they'll be they'll be making ice now. They're going to actually make ice. They're going to make ice. Well, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, ice will now just make ice. They're going to freeze water. Is what they're going to do from now on. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> they're going to make ice. So stupid. Yeah. So so I guess their only job now is to see if you're smuggling uh, chinchilla into the country or. Uh, right, okay. And that's it? Like, yeah. They don't care about humans uh-huh. crossing illegally anymore? Why would you? Why would you care about that? Uh, they're just bringing wonderful things to our country. Uh, it's uh, it's so a great. madhouse, Pat. It is. It's yes, a it madhouse. It's a madhouse! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. returns got some tweets here uh from nita socially disadvantaged we'll pay off your debt but we will own you and your land and you'll have no say when mr gates grows his petri dish steak on your land <laughs> that's probably true b de bodine tweets i don't like to think of them as socially disadvantaged farmers i'd rather think of them as agriculturally impaired Okay. Uh, Jason F. Hidden inside the COVID bill, 15 weeks paid leave at $1,400 a week for federal employees. What? Nice. That's (laughs) nice. Okay. Okay. Cirrus 1701. Anyone who has passed economics 101 knows that labor is the most expensive part of owning a business. Right. Right. Uh, how How many representatives... In the U.S. Congress, have passed Economics 101. Oh. Uh, we know of one of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes, we do. And and that representative's name is not AOC. I'll tell no, you. No, it that. is not. We were looking at going re- reverting into a depression at that point. Everyone, the Fed well, I chairman. I disagree that we they, were going into a depression. But well, go ahead. Do you have a degree in economics? Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. Highest <laughs> honors. Okay, so. <laughs> yes. One of the greatest moments in the history of television. Truly. Right there. <laughs> Mo Brooks. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right. The uh, Biden administration is reportedly planning to dismantle ICE's immigration enforcement. So rather than, I mean, the cry, the battle cry was eliminate ICE. Mm-hmm. And essentially that's what he's doing here. Yep. Because he's taking away their main mandate is to protect the border. Um, and so... The proposal, which was outlined to top officials at the agency, would keep ICE's name 
and its investigation side, <laughs> but effectively do away with its ability to enforce immigration law. Well, then. Mm, okay. That would be a fun job. ICE would have little, if any, ability to do anything about people who choose to overstay a visa or illegally enter the United States at its land borders. So, there you go. Congratulations. Uh, that would effectively eliminate ICE, just like everybody was yelling I mean, and screaming about. The radical left has accomplished so much oh my. in just a few weeks. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And when you read a story like that, does anybody for five seconds think that Joe Biden is sitting around going, yeah, when are we going to get on that elimination of ICE? No, 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 no. It's all of these radical leftists that are buried now deep within the administration and the bureaucracy, mm-hmm. and they are passing this stuff, and they just put it in front of the old man. How, how does it sound when he signs up a, a, a executive order or something like that? Yeah. Where, where do I sign? A little something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually audio from the last time he, yeah, you know, had a. Yeah. That is actual audio from the signing. Signing ceremony. Where do I sign? I already signed. Sign again, old man. Where are my pants? <laughs> Where are my pants? Uh, all right. Yeah, well, that was kind of a tender moment when he asked that question. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, here's a reminder of what Nancy Pelosi thought of walls under Trump. And uh, <laughs> we'll see what she is thinking about walls today. But here's what she said when uh, President Trump was the president. A wall is an immorality. Oh. It's not who we are as a nation. Okay. And this is not a wall between Mexico and the United States that the uh-huh. president is creating here. It's a wall between reality and his constituents, his supporters. He does not want them to know what he's doing to Medicare and Medicaid and Social Security in his budget proposal. What? <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, but let's see what's going on at the Capitol today where uh, she does her work. Yeah, yeah, because she said walls are an immorality. An in immorality. Court. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so... So what do we got What do we got going around the Capitol? What, do you, what were you referring to? Uh, you know, the fencing that they put up. Oh, um, well, that's a fence, Pat. Yeah, it is a fence. You're right. Okay, so it's, you're it's trying to make this though. into something else. Oh, she know, said yeah. walls are an immorality. She Not didn't fences. say a fence was an immorality. Okay. Don't spin so this. So this is okay. This, yes. This part is okay. She's fine with the fencing. Yes. Okay. I, I see what that's, you tried to pull there. That's not an immorality. Right no, there. it is a fence. Okay. Not a wall. Not a wall. She was very clear. Not a wall. I mean, that, hmm. like, you know what this is, Pat? This is the mask mandate. This is everything. Mm-hmm. They can be protected. Yes. With a fence. Yes. Or a wall. Yes. We cannot. That's right. You, however, wear a mask. They don't have to. Fauci at the game. Dr. Burks at Thanksgiving. Well, my parents needed me. Oh, what about well, Angela Merkel last no, week? Where right. she shows up at the, I don't know, it looks like they're in parliament or something, and she sits down, She does. she's completely yep. naked-faced, and then somebody leans over and reminds her, hey, you don't have a mask on. Oh, oh that's right. <laughs> Let me go get one. Yeah. And yeah. then she, I don't know why she had a British accent. There. That's kind of <laughs> weird. 
she sounded like the Queen of England. Yeah, when yeah. Said that I mean, to look, her. it's it's Europe. They all <laughs> suck. Who cares what they say and sound like? Yeah. But you know what she actually was saying was, "Oh, I didn't realize this was on the, the television." Oh, your papers, please. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. oh, there's a camera that's, here. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. I forgot my 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 prop. But that's just it. But what my point was on Dr. Burks is like, well, oh, please have sympathy for me because my parents needed me in November. Every American's parents need them, woman. Come on. The hypocrisy is maddening. And when are people going to just stop? Stop Mm -hmm. it. Stop playing their game. They're not going to. They're never going to because it works because the... The mainstream media allows them to get away with it. They just but we don't care. Have to stop wearing we have masks. To. We have to. We've got do to a lot of things. Stop letting our kids <laughs> live inside. Literally live inside bubbles at a high school in Washington State, where the band gets together mm-hmm. and they play their instruments. And look at this, Pat. Oh yeah. Oh, that's 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 really safe. If you're listening on the that's radio, really, that's a good idea. You know, to put everybody in a little plastic tent. This is, yeah, this, is this is this is ludicrous. A, if you're listening, that is ludicrous. Is this the one? Then the teacher said, "I finally feel like an educator again because we're oh my we're gosh. able to come here and is that do the same this. one. I don't know. That's I don't know. Absolutely. You know, like when you incredible. go to the soccer game, your little kids' soccer game, and you see the one or two parents <laughs> sitting in the weatherproof little mini tent uh-huh. so they don't get rained on or whatever. Uh-huh. That's what every kid in that classroom right now is standing in, playing their saxophone and instruments. Yeah. And this is what they sound like when they what play it. World. This is actually the sound that's coming from the little plastic tent that they're in. <laughs> so they're playing really well. I mean. <laughs> okay, put them in the tent. Put them in the tent. Muffle this sound. <laughs> Leave them in there. How can these kids. Oh! I don't know. We are raising mentally disturbed children because of this era. Mm hmm. And they suck at playing, too. I mean, just listen to that. <laughs> what do you mean? That's really. I think that's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's incredible how long that goes on. It's incredible. <laughs> This is what hell sounds like. If you are dying and you hear that uh, sound, you're in hell. You better make peace with the Lord like quickly. Okay. <laughs> Cuz good safety tip. Honestly, if I'm at that recital and my kid is playing, mm-hmm. I'm leaving and my kid's walking home. That's horrid. <laughs> really bad. <laughs> Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Uh, have some great news about Patriot Mobile. They've been able to expand their coverage dramatically, and that makes it easier for even more Americans to dump the big-name carriers who charge way too much and then donate that money to leftist causes. That's why I'm proud to partner with Patriot Mobile because they've never sent a penny to the left. They will never silence you. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And you can switch with confidence because they use the same network so you're going to get the same coverage as everybody else. They all use the same four towers or whatever it is. And they just charge you a lot less. And they make switching easy. Keep your phone number if you want or get a new one. You can uh, get a new phone or or keep your phone. Build your own bundle your uh, own bundle with multi-line discounts and save even more. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash pat. 
or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. And this month, get free Premier Activation where they set up the phone for you and you'll get a special gift thrown in too when you use the offer code PAT. PatriotMobile.com slash PAT. Pat Ray. The creator of uh, The Simpsons, Matt Groening, is a tad irritated right now. Good! Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I mean, the guy's not a conservative. We all know that. Um, but he is speaking out against this whole stupid, you can't voice a black character if you're white thing. <laughs> it's just, it's nonsense. And <laughs> he's, he's irritated. He spoke to the BBC about the recent decision to replace the white voice actor for a black character. He said, times change, but I actually didn't have a problem with the way we were doing it. All of our actors played dozens of characters each. It was never designed to exclude anyone. Much of the controversy began when one of the show's characters, Apu, was criticized for being a negative portrayal of people from South Asia. And uh, so, Groening first defended that character, saying, We love Apu. We're proud of Apu. But the show decided to phase him out. So, Apu is gone now. Uh, I don't know what happened so to we, Apu. Wait, so, we you? kicked the minority out of yeah, Springfield? Right. What? I guess. I guess he moved to New York or something. I don't know where Apu. Maybe he went to Delaware, where you literally can't walk into a 7 Eleven uh-huh. without an Indian accent. Oh, my. I'm not joking. I'm glad the guy who said that just went and rode off into the sunset. We never Uh, heard from him again. Yeah, that's right. Um, Delaware, (laughs) the largest growth in population Uh is Indian Americans from India. Right. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts or a Dunkin' Donuts. Indian accent. I'm not joking. He's he's not joking. He is not joking. (laughs) He wants you to know. No, I'm really a racist. (laughs) I'm I'm not joking here. So the latest character to get the PC police treatment was Dr. Hibbert, a black doctor voiced by a fan by fan favorite Harry Shearer, <laughs> who is white. No, no. Yeah. See now. Yeah, see, so the show announced it's going to replace Shearer with a black voice actor. Oh, Thank goodness. I can't. I can't. Pat. Shearer criticized that decision, saying, I have a very simple belief about acting. This is great. The job of the actor is to play someone who they are not. (laughs) (laughs) So Shearer was irritated, too, and so is Groening. And Groening echoed those sentiments, but also recognized there is no solution to please everyone. And if he doesn't make all the changes they want, they're going to drum him out of business. One of your listeners um, made the point that uh, a woman voices Bart Simpson's character. Oh, that's right! Oh, what a great point that I is. I guess we're going to have to replace that individual, aren't we? With a dude. <laughs> Early Smith <laughs> or something. That is incredible. Yeah. That's right. So so that's okay. That's okay. You can have a woman voice a, a male. Right. But you can't have a white voice a black character. But women don't play... Huh. You're not... Okay. Uh, you're not the top of the totem pole anymore. So, if, oh, nowhere if, near. If a, if a homosexual man or a transgender wants to voice Bart Simpson, step aside. 
Okay. And isn't that, this says, this says, this is so much about our society, Pat. This show began in the 80s, late 80s. Mm hmm. And is it 88 it or 89? 89. 89. It's come. It, it 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 was designed to really push the boundaries. Remember, I mean, it, they did yeah. so much. They made fun of their own network on a regular basis. Right. They were politically incorrect on all fronts. Yeah. Everybody was a target. Right. In 30 years now, we have come so far that we are now going to ostracize this show, and it, it's gonna this this incredible. Three decade plus run is going to come to an end because of political correctness when that's what the show was designed to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. Our society is falling apart, man. It is. Yeah. Maybe the aliens will save us. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm Sign me up. Whatever you got. Let's go. American Airlines pilot uh, apparently spotted a, a UFO. Um, uh, here's cut number 14. Mm. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us that I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. Why do you hate to say that? <laughs> right? Like, I hate, I hate to, to say that. it, but it, it looked like a large cylindrical thing. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why do we Wait, Rob found there out it is. what it is. It came it made a cameo in it's, Star Trek Four. It's the probe. Well, they keep showing the picture, and it looks like that every single time. Uh -huh. Every time they show one of these sightings, that's what I think of, is the Star Trek Four probe that came back to listen to the whales or whatever it was doing, <laughs> trying to communicate with the whales. <laughs> so the, this is and so maybe that's what's happening right now. Are mm. they trying to communicate with the whales? I, I, don't, I don't know. Is it northeast New Mexico is where it was flying? Yeah, so there's not going to be a lot of whales. In northeast New Mexico. <laughs> Says you. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's Taos, New Mexico country. There's a lot of weird stuff in that town. Who knows what that was? I swear. So you got American Airlines pilots. You've got uh, fighter jet pilots. You've got so many people now who have seen these things. And they all say the same thing. It's a cylindrical shape thing. It's doing things that, like, we're not capable of doing. Mm-hmm. It's disappearing at the at speeds that we are not capable of of achieving. So, I mean, something's going on. Well, and it used to be dismissed. You know, disregard that witness. That was just two podunk rednecks in a field in Iowa. And, you know, mm -hmm. oh, I've seen it. He come over here and it hovered over Bessie and then she moved and then they took her up. And uh, you got, you got, like you just said, you just went through the list. Mm -hmm. People that are respected in our society. Yeah. Airline pilots, fighter yeah. pilots. And they have video of it. And video now. Let's go. Come on, aliens. Make, I would love it if this, uh, make if the happen. American Airlines pilot had had shot a video of it. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty easy to do with your phone, right? You can do that while you're flying a plane. Okay. I've got a Pat Poe we're going to have to post, okay? <clears throat> right now, would you rather aliens be in charge of America or Joe Biden? <laughs> Uh, that's, Conservatives? That's going to be easy. Be able to vote at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. It's a great to have Barack Obama back in the public. That's so great. He's doing this new podcast with uh, Bruce Springsteen. and uh, You follow it, right? Oh, you kidding me? Like you get alerted whenever the new episode drops? Bing! 
Yep, mm. every time. Every time. Mm. Of course, it only dropped a few times. I think it just started. Oh. But still, you know, every time. Uh, he called out the politics of white resistance and resentment as one of the reasons he didn't push for reparations while he was in office. <laughs> the, polit- the, the politics of white resistance... The politics of resentment. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. I never knew those so, were the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I've been singing them wrong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this this guy, uh, this miserable coward, has never owned up to a single thing in his life. Not one. It's Bush's fault. It's white people's fault. The sun was in my eyes. Whatever. <laughs> we just we just have to understand that he's not responsible for anything. But here's the main thing. We all know reparations payments are just plain wrong. Just admit that. Can can someone please for the love of heaven just admit it? Maybe just say, you know what? Uh, I don't support reparations. It doesn't make any sense to me. For people who who didn't do what you're accusing uh, them of doing, they didn't do it. And they should not have to pay for something they didn't do to people who it wasn't done to. It's wrong. It's unworkable. And it goes against eternal truth that we're not responsible for the sins of our fathers. And beyond that, for many of us in this country, uh, our fathers weren't responsible either. They weren't even here. This reparations thing has gained such momentum now because we're in this crazy world. Everything's gone nuts. It's a madhouse. It's a madhouse! A madhouse! And so every every time this has come up, and it's come up many times, during my talk radio career in the last 20 years. How many times has reparations comes up every couple of years? And it's usually laughed off and <clears throat> dismissed out of hand. It's like, no, sh- shut up. We're not Okay, people who didn't commit the crime are not going to pay for the crime. And they're not going to pay it to people who weren't there and didn't have it done to them. We're not doing slave reparations. Who Who is paid? Who pays? Do only white Americans pay? Do only people who were here at the time, who had ancestors at the time, pay? I mean, the whole thing is asinine. And who receives, for that matter? If you're if if you were never if you didn't have ancestors in Africa, if they came from somewhere else, do you get the reparations? So the whole thing is completely unworkable. Everybody knows it. It doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, slave reparations are called uh, the Civil War. Okay, 650,000 Americans died to eliminate slavery. 650,000 Americans. And so, every time up until the last year or so, this has been dismissed out of hand, and now here we are. They're really discussing it, seriously. I mean, it just keeps coming up, and it's it's scary because... I think it's going to happen now. Oh, do you? I do. I think. Oh, wow. I think. I think there will be reparations. Oh my goodness! In some way, shape, or form, we will have reparations. Do you think that would lead to, God forbid, uh, another um, uh, violent response? You know, 
like I, I I can't see taxpayers rolling over and saying yeah I don't know it's uh, I mean that's mm. it, it depends on how it's worked out you know um, it depends on how on on what form the payment takes I suppose Community is it going to be a cash payment is it going to be uh, or or do they get advantages there there are I think we're already we, giving advantages to minorities. We just read through the COVID right? bill, mm-hmm. the COVID relief bill. Yeah. And if you are socially disadvantaged, that yes. you qualify for this stuff. We're, <laughs> we've already, we're already, I mean, is that not a form of reparations for how evil we are toward minorities? Seems like it to me. Oh my goodness. Seems, seems like it. And, and it's not going to, you're not going to get away with. Uh, actually does more harm than good if you just do community reinvestment or small business loans as this is your reparations. If people don't get a check in the mail mm-hmm. directly to them mm-hmm. or deposit it into their accounts, that a- after, and, and then the government says, okay, we're done. We're not going to talk about reparations anymore. That's not going to go over well either. And how much would you have to pay to just put this to bed forever? What is that? What is that dollar amount? I don't know. That makes this okay and, and equalizes everything, so we never have to hear about it again. I don't know, and I don't care. What is that number? Is it eight? The, the number I keep hearing is eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't negotiate with terrorists, Pat. <laughs> so I don't yeah. care what the number is. Yeah. Well, there's going to be one. But everybody it's wants to happen. get money. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, For free, I, I know, free money. I know. Later, we might get to the the college kid. Who's whining about his student loan repayment? Well, hopefully that video will play today. But I mean, like that—that's just it. Nobody's going to be okay with. Oh, you gave back to the community. Thank you. Yeah. There's a swimming pool now in the hood, so uh, I guess we're all set now. No. No, that's not going to work. That's not going to. No, that's that going to. That's going to do more harm than good. Yeah. Uh, so this is on day what? Day one or two of the of the Obama Springsteen podcast. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many outrageous things come out of this with these two extreme left-wing idiots. Do you want to see the babbling the every teaser day? Teaser that's supposed to get you really I into do. it. Yes. All right. So let's see if this makes you want to listen. Here we go. My father was silent most of the time. He was not communicative. I grew up thinking, you know, my father was like ashamed of his family. That was that was my entire picture of, of masculinity. Did you have to deal with that? So my father leaves when I'm two, and I don't meet him until I'm ten years old when he comes to visit for a month. I had no way to connect to the guy. You know, the guy's he's a stranger who's suddenly in our house. On the surface, Bruce and I don't have a lot in common. He's a white guy from a small town in Jersey. I'm a black guy of mixed race, born in Hawaii. He's a rock and roll icon. I'm a douchebag. Cool. <laughs> I was trying to remember the first time we actually met. Probably was in 2000. Probably at a fundraiser during the campaign. 2000 came, a plate. Was it in mm-hmm. Michigan or Ohio? I have no recall. I. <laughs> <laughs> in our own ways, Bruce and I have been on parallel journeys. Ah, uh, two. Pause it for a second. Wait a minute. Bruce Springsteen has no memory of playing for the first black president uh, in American what a history. Racist. Are you kidding me? Seriously? Are you going to make that claim? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't remember playing for you, uh, running for the uh, office of the presidency. <laughs> 
and you won it. And uh, I helped you get there as the first black man to hold that office. Yeah, you don't remember that, Bruce? Wow. wow. You're drinking a little heavier than I thought. <laughs> That's not good. Hey, Bruce, while we got you, uh, do you remember recording that hideous Christmas song? <laughs> Santa Claus coming to town. Because we need to talk about that while, yeah. while we've got you on a mic. Yes. Uh, that should be the first topic on their podcast. I love it. I love it. We're just two common guys, just two Americans, you know, just sitting here talking about American stuff and whatnot. And No, you're two elitists who hate the country. That's right. what you are. That's right. All right, let's see the rest of this. Michigan or Ohio? I don't know. <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. Oh, boy. Bruce and I have been on parallel journeys. Yeah. Looking hate for America. a way to connect our own individual searches for meaning, searches, truths, then community. We're both douchebags. story of America. <laughs> and communists. In the course of a few days, all just a few miles from where he grew up, uh, we talked. Oh. It we made talk. sense if you're huh. going to be a rock and roll star, you're going to play the guitar. Guitars were cheap. Don't do that. I could actually work a job, which I guitar. did. I saved up $18, bought a cheap guitar. Then I started to learn some Beatles stuff. I learned Twist and Shout. Oh, we'll get flagged for this one. Oh, yeah. Keep it down. <laughs> All right, how long is this? This is pretty torturous. long. Okay, we're going to so get flagged a, for this too. Kill it. Kill is it. Is this a one-time thing? No, I think it, I think it's a show. Because they're talking about it like it's a, you know they got together for a day in in Jersey oh. and I I don't know I think I, I thought it was a series at least once a week uh, maybe even every day riveting maybe not though yeah Mr President um, I remember buying mm. my first guitar but playing for the president I don't recall that yeah amazing <laughs> right that's ridiculous that's ridiculous <laughs> uh, well we should uh, we should play the first episode. Uh, at least part of it. Oh, you want to have fun and with that? do like a mystery science theater three thousand thing with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So like we just kind of fun. so you want to play like let me just make sure I understand. You want to play like clips and mm-hmm. just analyze it on the fly. Yes. Can we do this tomorrow when Jeffy's here? Yes. Yes, we can. Good. Okay. You scared me there. I thought yeah. we were having to run down the hall here and grab audio. Uh, no. That. Oh, that'll be fun. Take a little too long. That Couple. And the name of the podcast again is Two Douches in a Studio? What is it? Yes, again? it's Two okay. Douches in a Studio. Two Left Wing Douches in a Studio. So. <laughs> it's. That'll uh, be fun. I don't know. What is the name of this stupid thing? Two? I, don't e- I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, okay. Renegades. Born in the USA. That's what it is. Oh. Okay. Renegades. Born in <laughs> okay. the USA. Let's stop right there. If you have to give yourself a nickname. <laughs> You suck. We're renegades. Mm-hmm. We're mavericks. Stop it. Uh, one of the subjects, of course, re- renovate reparations, as we just mentioned, mm-hmm. and Obama said they're justified since the wealth of this country, the power of this country, not exclusively, maybe not even the majority of it. Right. Thank you. Um, but a large portion of it was built on the backs of slaves. Wow. There you go. You didn't build that. Wow. He added, perfectly understandable, while working class white folks, middle middle class white folks, folks <laughs> who are having trouble paying the bills or dealing with student loans. <laughs> it's always a thing, man, the student loans. Wouldn't be thrilled with the idea of a massive program that's designed to deal with the past but isn't speaking for their future. Huh. He actually acknowledges there might be an issue there. Huh. Huh. 
We can't even get this country to provide decent schooling for inner city kids, he said. Man, does he hate this country. And what I saw during my presidency was the politics of white resistance and resentment. Mm. I, wow. The talk of welfare queens and the talk of the undeserving poor Mm -hmm. and the backlash against affirmative action. All that made the prospect of actually proposing any kind of coherent, meaningful reparations program not only a non-starter, but potentially counterproductive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Would there be resentment for people who didn't cause the problem, having to pay people who didn't uh, live through the problem? Yeah, I I think there'd be resentment uh, of that. Yeah, I think so. So he's saying there would be pushback. Yeah, a little pushback. A little pushback. And I think right. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think there would be a little yeah. pushback. Uh-huh. From from the guy who uh, said that his mom was such a, or his grandma was such a racist that she would cross the road. Well, she was a typical white person. Typical white person. Who, uh, if, you know, a, a black person came by and she saw the black person, she'd just run for cover. She'd scared out of her mind. Has anyone ever done that? Like, do you even know anybody who's ever done that? I mean, I know for a f- and I'm going to ask her, because I know she's not a racist whatsoever. My 95-year-old grandmother, who grew up in the deep south, poor country, whites and blacks, shoulder to shoulder, I'm going to ask her point blank, my nana, mm-hmm. have you ever yourself or anyone you know, growing up in the deep south in the 1920s, 30s, seen a black person on the uh, coming toward you and go, oh my gosh, you're a black person, and go to the other side of the road. Well, of course, because you have that uh, DNA. It's, it's built into you. It's bred into you, I believe he said. She is a typical, uh, typical white, white person, person who, uh, you know, if, you know, if she, she sees somebody, sees on, somebody the street, on the street that she doesn't know, it's you know, black. there's a reaction that's been bred into... Yeah, there's a reaction that's uh, been bred into her. Our experiences. <laughs> and then he realized, I can't say that it's been what? bred into her. I, Hold I, on. I softened it a little bit with our experiences. Oh. Hold on a second. It's been bred into his grandmother? Mm-hmm. Into her DNA, effectively? Mm-hmm. Then did that racism not get into you, Barack? Oh, well, you can listen to him and no. Obviously. Of course, the racism got... This guy. Got into him. I can't wait to listen to, what was it again? Two douches, two left-wing douches in a studio? Mm -hmm. Two, yes. Two douchebag commies in his studio. It's a working title, apparently. It's something like that. Changing a little. Yeah. All right. Let me tell you about Built Bar. If you want to eat healthier, what a great way to do it. Oh, yeah. Built Bar, uh, healthier than your favorite protein bar, and they taste so much better. Well, your, your favorite protein bar, it tastes like what? Chalk, mm-hmm. cardboard, cardboard, yeah, uh, chemicals, mm, yeah, for sure. Chemicals. Do you mind if I eat while you're doing a commercial? Well, if I mind, it's too late, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're doing it. I'm right eating now. mint brownie. Yeah. Oh, they're delicious, and they they taste at least as good, if not better, mm. than a candy bar. And they're 110 to 160 calories. They're really low sugar. And 16 to 20 grams of protein. They're fantastic. They come in all kinds of different flavors. You're going to love these. They're covered in 100% chocolate. Don't give up on your resolution to eat better this year. Built Bar is your answer. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code PAT20 to get 20% off your next order. Promo code PAT20 for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. 
Uh, some tweets here uh, from Crazier Times. Didn't Obama prevent school choice vouchers? Yeah, he did. Right yeah. out of the gate. Yep. Yeah. Please tell us whose fault it was to damage the education system in the inner cities. Mm-hmm. He's such a liar. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. Mm-hmm. Big time lion sack. Proud <laughs> Mr. Graybeard. Would a one-time reparations payment of $800,000 eliminate all set-aside social programs for that socioeconomic group? Okay, well, now I'm listening. Yeah, if it did, you might save money over the long run. Do we have a constitutional amendment that would prevent that being reinstated? Then I might be on board. Tricia Sanders tweets, uh, So, will those who actually paid off their student loan debts get student loan reparations? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's really fair to white people. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. That's, I'm sure that's going to happen. Uh, also, we got that the college student. We oh. tried to play this yesterday. Okay, yeah. Had some technical glitch. Mm-hmm. But speaking of student debt relief, here's a kid uh, complaining about his student debt, which uh, he's only, I mean, they're talking about giving him $10,000 off the debt, right? And that's not enough for him. Mm-mm. So I woke up today and found out that Biden's student debt relief plan is kind of a sham. So let's talk about that. Oh, let's talk about this. For let's those of you who don't it. know already, Joe Biden said he plans on forgiving $10,000 of all of our student debt, which isn't enough, but it's pretty cool, I guess. Yes. What I found out today, though, is he's really downplaying the fact that he's going to make that debt relief taxable income. Ooh, welcome to the now, club. Now, oh, some of no. you might not be tax people, and that's fair. So let me explain. Oh, please oh, do. Okay. What that essentially means is when we're filing our taxes, we're going to have to file that debt relief and then pay taxes on it. Uh. And yeah. depending on your tax bracket, that yeah. means you could be paying a good amount of money. Uh-huh. And what that means is, save for a few exceptions, when Biden says he's forgiving $10,000 of our student debt, yeah. he's kind of lying. Oh. And this might just be me, but I thought the point of debt relief is that we're no longer on the line for it. <laughs> so having to pay a large amount of taxes after the fact seems redundant. Oh, my god! Yeah, just my thoughts. Anyway, have a good day. What an entitled douchebag he is. Wow. Okay, it's your debt, my friend. It's your debt. Why should I pay it at all? Why should I pay a dollar of your debt, let alone $10,000 worth of your debt? I mean, that's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> but then check this out, y'all. Wow. There's this thing called taxes. We're going to have to pay taxes on yeah, this let income. Let me explain it for those of you who are too stupid to understand what taxes are. Yeah, well, welcome to your forced bondage with the federal government, kid. Yeah. Bend over. Yeah. It's going to be like this for the rest of your life. Wait till he, he goes out into the real world and gets a real job and then is really paying taxes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he's stressing about, well, depending on what tax bracket you're in, that's going to mean more coming out of it. Yeah. Uh, did you want that $15 an hour now or you want to stay down at the seven twenty five? Which do you want now? <laughs> I mean, bro, come on. Wow. Amazing. The entitlement. <laughs> the entitlement that he's he just deserves his debt to be eliminated. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Purdue and, University must be so proud of, of, oh, yeah. of that video and that young man. He's uh, <laughs> uh, Look up the tuition at Purdue mm-hmm. per year, and uh, I, bet it's, I bet it's fairly pricey at Purdue. Okay. Big Ten school. Okay, so in-state tuition is about 10000 Oh, that's not bad, actually. Out-of-state, 29000 But who's... Who's clamoring to go to Purdue from out of state? <laughs> I don't know. Who wants to be a Boilermaker? I don't know. And all you Purdue fans, don't tag me. Please. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. this next football season. Huskers are going to destroy you. <clears throat> are they now? Like 10 to 9 be the final season. <laughs>
We have no offense left. You really, all, have, you really have confidence in, tra- in that Our entire statement. offense is transferred. The transfer portal has been a busy place for the Huskers this uh, offseason. Uh, all right. North Dakota now. The North Dakota House just passed a bill banning mandatory face masks. Good. Uh, so I guess they're trying to head off a federal mandate. I think they're saying that, that nowhere in the state of North Dakota can you be mandating that. That's great. And I love that. Yeah. State's lower chamber voted 50-44 to prohibit state and local governments, schools, and businesses <laughs> from ordering mask mandates amid the coronavirus pandemic. Even businesses. Game on, so, North Dakota. It already passed the House. Now it goes to the Senate. So if it passes, I mean, Jeff Hoverson, the bill's sponsor, characterized the mask requirements as diabolical silliness. Okay, I mean, that's not the uh, phrase I would use, but I guess if you want your quote printed, you have to go that route. The mask is is a part of a larger apparatus of a movement of unelected wealthy bureaucrats who are robbing our freedoms and perpetuating lies. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, that'll be interesting to see if it passes and then is signed by the governor, and then you cannot force people to wear a mask in school or in your business. Wow. Well, I threw out the idea on Twitter yesterday. Um, I'm going to try to work on convincing you to move the show to South Dakota. Uh, maybe North Dakota is an option as well where we can mm-hmm. breathe free. Would you be interested? Uh, no. I mean, you could do your show no, from anywhere, not. Pat. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Go to these free true. states, you know? Uh, so, Swankthink, Pathead Swankthink sent us this chart. Yes. Which states are the best as far as the COVID restrictions? Oh, okay. Stringency index by state. So at the bottom of the list, Hawaii is the most stringent state Mm. at number 51 because they're including, I guess, the District of Columbia or Puerto Rico or somebody. Um, So they're at 51. New York is at 50. Massachusetts, Vermont, Connecticut are the most stringent. Texas ranks right in the middle at 30th. That's shameful. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, the top five the for state. least mm-hmm. stringent or the freest states right now. What do we got? Iowa, number five. Number four, Alabama. Okay. Uh, you might recognize those as mostly Republican states, uh, <laughs> as is North Dakota. And certainly Utah mm. at number two and number one, which is no surprise. No surprise. South Dakota. South Dakota. Number one in the country. I mean, And you, you talk about the Republican theme. Let's, let's go down this top ten. Nebraska, Nevada, Idaho. Idaho. South Carolina, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> All of them. All of them Republican states. Pat Gray Unleashed. You know what's really weird? Is this... Uh, country. Yeah, well, that. Uh, but there's something specific in this country that's even uh, worth analyzing a little bit. And that's... The fact that people are denying that Helen Keller ever existed. (laughs) I don't understand the Helen Keller isn't real thing. (laughs) Where is that coming from? Uh, Yeah. I don't. It's so weird. Yeah, we played that video of that teacher, remember? And the kids were saying that. And so we were sitting around talking, and I don't know if it was Rob. Somebody mentioned that, oh, yeah, that's a big thing on on TikTok right now about Helen Keller not being a real person. Not real. So, okay. Okay, so why? Because she accomplished a lot of things, 
despite the fact that she was uh, both deaf and blind. Mm-hmm. Is that why? She yeah. be, that is that why they think she's not real? Because you just can't possibly do that. Yeah, do, do. There's no way she wrote books. I, I was reading this uh, yesterday. There's no way she wrote a bunch of books when she couldn't see or hear. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, I've seen the miracle worker. I, I think it was possible because, I don't know, she did it. And it's not like this happened in the 1600s where we're not sure that she really existed. It's not like Robin Hood where, okay, was there really a Robin uh-huh. Hood or, or I mean, is that just a tale? Not going to wear those tights. Or, yeah, That definitely no. isn't real, yeah. But yeah, so that that poor teacher, remember that? Mm-hmm. He he Helen Keller is the Nazi guy. No. Helen Keller is the Nazi what guy. What Nazi guy? I don't know. He like it's like a terrorist. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. <laughs> is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah, I'm going to write Helen Keller up here. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's what I'm telling Are you. Thinking yeah. of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Who is Hitler? Helen Keller was the blind and deaf person who was fake. She didn't fake. exist, but everyone's fake. What? She was fake? <laughs> She's a blind and deaf person who is fake. Is that a bridge? Pearl Harbor. Yeah, Pearl Harbor's a bridge. Do you know what D-Day is? Yeah. D-Day. A person? A rapper? <laughs> Are you being serious? <laughs> I, mean, and, and I, I mean, I know you're in a school and you're forced to wear the mask, but I can't imagine the look on his face underneath that mask. Like, what is happening? So yeah, Helen Keller, uh, the takeaway. Fake. Well, she's one, fake. One of the many takeaways from that is that she is fake. Or she's the Nazi guy. Yeah, one of the two. Uh, whatever. Well, but, I'd, I'd uh, rather be fake than be known as the Nazi guy. But there's a, a person on, is this on TikTok? Yeah, so this is a t- one, she, one of she's many. really quite convinced that Helen Keller isn't real and is very passionate very. about it. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say Helen Keller's not real and I don't care who you are, but she's not real. <laughs> who the Like, she wrote books? No, she didn't she's blind and deaf also TikTok, <laughs> you need to make a front flash yeah you need to make a front flash. i don't even what does that mean you have to make a front flash What's a front flash what is anybody hip in uh, in these two rooms that, that are responsible for broadcasting this program these three rooms does anybody know what a front flash is on uh on social media oh i feel old everybody else does too apparently right now in my headphone hmm. so anyway okay uh, there's no way because she was deaf and blind yeah. She couldn't write books. Okay. <laughs> I mean, now if you tell them that she was a communist, then they might get on board. Maybe. But, uh, that's a different yeah, maybe. topic. Uh, she was born in 1880. Hmm. Uh, she lost her sight and hearing as a result of an illness at 19 months old, but was taught to communicate by Ann Sullivan. Have you not seen The Miracle Worker? All right. Uh, but since last May... This has been going on since May. What? Boy, lockdowns did more harm than I thought. Wow. According to one video, the conversation was initiated by people who began creating content questioning Keller's life for a laugh. To her, (laughs) however, the theories being presented weren't funny. I've seen a lot of jokes on this app about Helen Keller being fake. My friends and I have been saying this for years. I'm genuinely not trying to be rude or offensive or anything, but at this point, how can you believe she wasn't faking it? Hmm. <clears throat> faking being deaf and blind for her entire life. Okay. That'd be frustrating. Wouldn't it? To try to remember. Oh, crap. That's right. Uh, I like this. Blind. Helen Keller 
is not real. There is absolutely no way she was blind and deaf and wrote 12 books, learned five whole languages, fell out of a building and didn't die, went to Harvard, and had, a, and had very, very neat handwriting. Okay, actually, I'm starting to... She doesn't exist. Well, when you put it that yeah, way, now I think I'm you starting might be to, right. I think we're getting yeah. swayed here by, by this research. No, kids, the thing is, is some people can accomplish great things if they put their minds to it. Something that your generation is not capable of doing, apparently. Yes. So stop judging people and giants in the past by you. By you're not the measure you're not the measuring stick here, okay? And she's not a giant I'm particularly fond Thank of. Thank you. That's frankly. the other thing. That's what's so funny about this. Uh, like, I don't care. I mean, if yeah. they destroy her legacy, I mean, whatever. I mean, she was a communist, mm-hmm. let's not forget. And uh, I have never understood that part of, of right. Helen Keller's now, life. If they were saying Thomas Jefferson isn't real, then I'd be pissed. Yes. But since you're saying Helen yeah. Keller isn't real, I'm yeah, like, okay, oh, that's kind of funny. No, let's see where this goes. <laughs> so weird, though. Just really weird. So weird. Uh, <laughs> videos promoting the theory are being posted, still being posted, with the latest to gain traction with more than 600,000 likes. <laughs> shared in December by somebody named Keith. This was you. You did this? No. No. <laughs> okay. So no. it's not this, Keith. Uh-uh. I've had enough, Keith said. I've heard it my whole life. She's a, she's deaf. She's blind. She's amazing. No. Guess what? What? She lied. She's a liar. Her and that monster, Ann Sullivan, pulled the wool over our eyes, and nobody's <laughs> thought to question it. Uh-uh. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I'm taking credit for that one. Yeah. Perfect handwriting wasn't enough because we ate that up. So they decided she was going to be a profound author. Twelve books. That's not even a realistic number for somebody who has all of their senses. <laughs> I mean, that is a good point, though. Glenn's written, what, 85, 90 books at this point? I don't know, 1,000? One would have been amazing. I would have believed it if it was just one book. And they had to go uh, even further than that. Writing was not enough for them. They didn't get enough thrill off of that. <laughs> Who are they? So she apparently flew planes? Wait, now, hold on. In the sky? No, she did she fly planes? Wait a minute. I, that's one thing I'm not aware of. I mean, now I'm going to have to close my aware Bitcoin tab and find out what you're Helen talking about. Helen Keller, airline pilot. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with that. A pilot. Hold on. Helen Keller is a pilot. Did Helen Keller fly a plane? <laughs> Britannica.com. <clears throat> Why this world? Did she fly a plane? In June of 1946, an airplane traveled from Rome to Paris, crossing over the Mediterranean Sea. There was nothing unusual about this flight except one thing. For 20 minutes of the plane's journey, one of its passengers became its pilot. The passenger was Dr. Helen Keller, an American (laughs) author. Get out of here! What hasn't she done? I'm on board with the kids now. Fake. No wonder. Fake. Now, I've flown a plane before. Um, I really have. Uh, so have I. Right. And so you could, correct me if I'm wrong, because all I did was just keep it steady, you know? Yeah. Yep. And you're just like, okay, now I can say I flew a plane. Now, it started to drop a little bit. Mm-hmm. It probably dropped five feet, felt like 100 feet. Until my friend Wes, who was a pilot, we were in high school, was like, Wes, I'm good. I can, I can say I flew a plane. So mm-hmm. if it was something like that where she just sat in the cockpit so she could have the experience, I flew a plane. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But, but for uh, 20 minutes? Yeah, you're not That's letting, true. You're not letting true. a deaf blind person fly a plane for 20 minutes. 
Come on. This is not. I don't care who you are. You're not doing that. I'm trying to find more details on this thing. Okay. Hold on. And what is the perfect handwriting thing? I've never seen. I don't know that I've ever seen an example of her handwriting. I don't know, but now I'm going to Google image Helen Keller handwriting as soon as I can figure out how she earned her wings here. I mean, this is. That's amazing. I'm on board with the kids now. Yeah. The kids have taught us something. Quite a life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, let me tell you about Omega XL. Um, This is something that uh, you're going to love. If if you've tried everything to no avail to get rid of pain brought on by inflammation, then you really owe it to yourself to try Omega XL. This could change your life. It's backed by 35 years of clinical research. It attacks inflammation that causes pain, and it, it has an off switch. It just shuts it down, and then the pain goes away. So... If you'd like to get rid of the pain and the stiffness and uh, just the being uncomfortable all the time, please try Omega XL. Tiny little gel caps that are super easy to take. And this Omega uh, fatty acid comes from the pristine waters of around New Zealand. It's great stuff. They've been doing it for a really long time. And to get you started, when you order one bottle of Omega XL... They're going to throw in a second bottle for free. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. Or you could call 800-844-4888. Pat Gray. All right. I got to say, yeah. Uh, Helen Keller's handwriting was pretty good. Yeah, for a blind person. I don't know. I don't know if you can <laughs> see this on here. Uh, can you see that handwriting? Uh, no, you can't. Uh, I'll turn it this way. Hang on. Uh, there you go. Bear with me. Bear with me. I got a wire here. Uh, let it focus oh. a little bit. Hang on. Oh, there it is. Okay. It's very yeah. okay, Pat. Uh huh. I can see, and I can hear. All right. And uh, I've written many things down for you in the past. Mm-hmm. Compare what you just saw from Helen oh, Keller to what I, mean, I do. There's, there's no I mean, comparison. I mean, you could hold up any example over there here of, of my chicken scratch. Yeah, no Helen Keller puts me to shame. She can't even see <laughs> what she's writing. That's what the kids are saying. She's not real. This is starting to make some sense to me now. I thought it was weird to begin with, but as we dissect it, I'm on board. It's not all that weird. I'm on board. Good night. Uh, all right, I'm convinced. <laughs> we have to hear about the injustices committed at the border against the black community and against women, all of which are covered in lies that sugarcoat the situation. And you wonder why we have trust issues when it comes to the government, Parent, uh, according to one of the Gen Z people who is in on the uh, Helen Keller isn't real situation. <laughs> okay, We don't have to believe in Helen Keller, and it shouldn't be surprising if we don't. The world we were born into makes us profoundly different than other generations, and hopefully it will make us into change agents. Change agents. Yeah, uh, I'm afraid that's what they've become. They've become change agents. And it's going to be a lot of things like this. Helen Keller's not real. Uh, Meanings of words that have completely changed. Uh, We can't use gendered words anymore. They are becoming change agents and insisting on all of this nonsense. So it's a little frightening. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 
and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Somebody who can see and hear, uh, but she can't sing very well. Um, Madonna, <laughs> who is worth a reported $850 million, is a victim who's being crushed under the heavy boots of the patriarchy. Wait, hold on a second. That makes that Man. makes no sense at all. It uh, makes me want to weep for her, for the material girl. Uh, the pop star tweeted, the patriarchy continues to try to crush my neck with their heavy boots, <laughs> cut off my life force, and take away my voice. Even those who call themselves artists, you know who you are. Death to the patriarchy, <laughs> now and forever. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, she's really been held down. Um, Please look at me. Please pay attention to me. What if she were held down so much, would she be worth $850 billion instead of just $850 million? Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. My goodness. See that sunset over there, Madonna? Why don't you ride off into it? Because nobody be cares. Nice, wouldn't it? She she just continues to try to uh, gain attention. I mean, at least this wasn't her in a bathtub with rose petals. Yes, thank you. That was that horrific. True. Yes. So we're improving so, on that. There is that front. at least. Hmm. Meanwhile, uh, Elon Musk is apparently serious about making a Tesla Roadster hover with rocket technology. Oh. He does some cool stuff. Yeah, he does. First unveiling the vehicle, uh, Tesla claimed a list of impressive specs for its Roadster, including 0 to 60 in 1.9 seconds. Oh, wow. Oh, no. A 620-mile uh, <laughs> range? Uh -huh. I'm not a car guy. What? But that sounds good. If they have... Is this real? They have a, they have a Roadster now that can go 620 miles on a charge? Is that saying is that the same as the one he's trying to build, My or he's saying that one already exists? Well, they said it has an, an impressive list of of specs, specs, including zero to sixty in less than two seconds and the six hundred and twenty miles of range. I don't know that they've built it yet. Though. He's also been teasing those specs as the base specs and other base versions uh, should have even crazier performance. Mm. With the yeah, so he's I guess these are things they're shooting for. Sure, and I don't because if you had a 620 mile range right now, I mean I that's think that's a game changer. Yeah, that changes it completely. But who is John Galt? Uh, mm -hmm. His name is Elon Musk, right? Mm -hmm. With the recent launch of the Model S, Plaid and Plaid Plus, Tesla already had topped the performance first announced in the Roadster, which is uh, a more expensive vehicle. Wait, it's a Plaid? That's the name of the vehicle? Mm -hmm. It's a it's a Tesla Plaid? P-L-A-I-D. <laughs> okay, I don't want one now. Uh, he said the Tesla will offer a SpaceX package that will include cold air thrusters to oh, give what? the Roadster even higher performance. In an interview with uh, Joe Rogan, he also said, Tesla is really planning on incorporating this technology to make the vehicle hover. Yeah. How cool. Now I'm back I mean, on gotta, board. Yeah. Even if he doesn't get this done, you got to admire his vision. Yeah, you do. You really do. The guy's trying hard. He really is trying to get us something to hold on to and get excited about as a nation and get behind. And the, you know, the space exploration is one way to do that. Mm -hmm. But doing really cool cars like this is yeah. pretty decent too. 
And he's also pushing, uh, what is this, Dogecoin? Is that how you pronounce it? Dogecoin? Yeah. yeah. Like to be the next Bitcoin. So uh, right. I will follow Elon Musk. We're going to throw some rocket technology in that car. I want it to hover. <laughs> we got to figure out how to make it hover without killing people. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's not kill people when we hover. That would be good. That's a guy. Uh, I want to talk to Elon Musk. Anybody knows great. Elon Musk, uh, give him my number. Uh, I need to talk to him at themikeshow.com. Seriously, that guy is fascinating. Unbelievable. He is mm-hmm. in a time of government regulation and darkness. And yes, I know he's taken money from the government. I yeah. mean, period. I know mm-hmm. this. There's a couple of downsides to him. Sure, there. Abs- a, everybody. He's weird. He's to B eccentric. <laughs> eccentric. B. Uh, yeah, he's accepting money for. But the they offered, so of course he's right. going to do it. What's he going to say? <laughs> I no. mean, he is smart. No, I don't. I don't want you to pay for seven thousand dollars of every one of my vehicles. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the 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 stuff that lives in his brain and his story from it's coming amazing. from South Africa and and I just. Mm-hmm. He's fascinating, and, and like I said, in this time of darkness, it's nice to have you know one flicker of hope out there, and, yes. and someone that's still have a innovating. real visionary. Mm-hmm. A vision, that's a word. Thank you. And a guy who seems to be getting more conservative with every passing day. He really does. Yep. And seriously, what a game changer! As soon as you can get the electric vehicle to have a range of six hundred and twenty miles on a charge, come on now. Yeah, I mean that's farther than you'll get on any tank of gas. Uh, it's it, it, that will take you from point A to point B, and and be reasonable. Two hundred miles I, that doesn't even get me to Houston. Right, right. I'm not stopping in Huntsville to charge my car. Right. But uh, he, I'm so grateful he moved to Texas. Um, he was big at trying to help out during the storm. Uh, Chris Cruz, who works here at the Blaze. He actually has a Tesla uh, solar power thing, right? Mm. And so this unit has been storing up, storing up. And so when Chris Cruz's neighborhood went down uh, during the uh, power outage, the only person in the neighborhood who had electricity around the clock, nonstop, uninterrupted was Chris Cruz because of this Tesla really? uh, solar box. Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, I probably wouldn't have advertised that, Chris, wow. but since you did on Twitter, I'm telling the world now. But uh, That's pretty cool. And, and Elon Musk is such an innovator that uh, there's this thing called Starlink, which is just internet through satellites. Yeah. And it's fascinating because it's high-speed internet. It's supposed to be to rural places, but it'll be eventually everywhere. And its startup cost is 500 bucks for this little dish. But it's going to be eight times faster than the internet that I currently get at my home. I mean, this guy is constantly innovating and thinking outside the box, and I just Mm -hmm. appreciate that Mm -hmm. kind of individual in our society. And even though he believes in global warming, catastrophic global warming, he's actually doing something about it. Mm -hmm. He's actually putting his money where his mouth is and where his beliefs are by trying to find us a new place to live uh, because he does believe in it. And he's not annoying us about it. You know, He's not saying... You know what? If you don't, uh, if if you pass gas, then you're a terrible person because you're contributing to the problem, and uh, everything should be green, green new deal, green new deal. No, instead, he's actually building rockets that will get us to Mars. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> on his own dime, mostly. Uh, I appreciate that. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really amazing. Uh, all right. Also, the Pentagon has admitted that they're testing wreckage from UFO crashes. And their findings may change our lives forever, they say. 
it, this is a really weird time. Uh, in if you are a UFO follower, because never has the government been this uh, open about what's going on with UFOs. Never. They've always denied it. They've always, uh, you know, tried to pass it off as weather balloons and all mm-hmm. kinds of nonsense. Now they're just saying, no, nah, yeah, we've got some wreckage. We're testing it uh, from UFO crashes. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, nonchalantly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've been testing it. Yeah, and we're reverse engineering some of this stuff, and it may completely change our lives. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. It includes physical debris recovered by personnel of the Department of Defense as residue, flotsam, shot-off material, or crashed <laughs> material. Um, in the response shared with the Sun, the Department of the DIA released 154 pages of results that includes reports on a mysterious memory metal hmm. called nitinol, which remembers its original shape when folded. Stop it! Yeah. This is so. This is like Wakanda wow. stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it really is. Oh my! Let's do this. Stunning admission from the U.S. government, and the documents reveal that some of the retrieved debris possesses extraordinary capabilities, including the potential to make things invisible okay. or even slow down the speed of light. All right, is somebody screwing with us at the Defense Department, or is this real? <laughs> oh, no. Because this is awesome. That is absolutely incredible. This they have, is awesome. They've been able to learn uh, some things about materials of construction which hold tremendous promise as futuristic materials, which... Will change our lives forever. How cool is that? Now that you've heard that, don't forget to vote at wow. Pat Unleashed. Who would you rather have as president, Joe Biden or mm. any random space alien? Oh, obviously. Any right? Random I mean, space can alien. you imagine how protected the White House would be if we had this material uh, right. around it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's really incredible. <sighs> oh. Really, really. Incredible. Okay, so random space alien 2024. Uh, yeah. I mean, let's start the yeah. campaign now. I like it. <laughs> All right. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Finish up the week together. Didn't be Friday already. Can you believe it? All right. We'll see you then. Uh, have a great day.